another episode. It's uh, <laughs> a great segue. Uh, yeah. Do what? It's yeah. a great segue. Isn't it? I'm, I'm fucking rocking this out. Um, hi. Welcome to this thing we're doing called How Marvelous. Uh, I, I am Max. I'm Mickey. And I'm JR. How's it going? Brr. It's all right. It goes. Cool. May, I mean, yeah. may as well be all right. World's on fire. Let's talk about what if. Hell yes. You know, we, we focus on the things that matter. Yes. That's right. Like, what if the original Marvel bullpen had become the Fantastic Four? What if what if Stan Lee had someone draw him really, really charitably? Yeah. Uh, His hair is great. (laughs) His hair is fantastic. And I can't believe Kirby stood for this. Like, honest to God, I can't believe Kirby. Like, nobody, nobody lost some teeth over this, and I'm extremely surprised. Like well, I, I feel I, like I have this... something about that. But oh, okay, okay. okay. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, yeah. Um. So, volume one, number eleven of What If, uh, published October 1978. What if the original Marvel bullpen had become the Fantastic Four? Uh, this was written and penciled by Jack Kirby. Inked by Mike Royer, Bill Ray, Scott Shaw, and Dave Stevens. Colored by Carl Gafford. Lettered by Bill Ray. And edited by Jack Jack Kirby and Roy Thomas. So I'm an idiot. And uh, Jack Kirby did this to himself. Uh, I apologize immediately. Uh, No, no, no. I will will, uh, stand on your behalf and say... In this case, Jack owes us an apology. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah. Yeah. Well, so here's the thing. First, uh, well, okay. So the synopsis for this is basically just um, the Marvel offices receive a box from someone called the S-People, which turns them into the Fantastic Four. And... They go on a series of adventures during which they try to figure out who the S people are. They meet up with Namor, because fuck it. And, uh, like, um, in the end, uh, they and the Submariner find out who the S people are, and it's the Skrulls. Um, they find the Skrulls' underwater base. There's a big explosion. And they're all just like, hooray, we won. Uh, Weirdly in this, Jack Kirby is able to transform back and forth between the thing and his normal human form. Because again, fuck it. Um, Excuse me. I I would like to say, okay, um, Jack Kirby is the thing. Sure. Makes sense. Uh, I feel like Wolverine is a more apt because he's tiny and scrappy. Um, but like, whatever, you know, like, like yeah. Jack Kirby didn't create Wolverine, so fuck it. Well, um, not, not only that, but didn't he put like a lot of himself into Ben Grimm? Probably. I don't know. 
Whereas I, Marv I mean, Wolfman I'm obviously saying... is feral and roams the Canadian woods. <laughs> I'm not saying that uh, that thing isn't apt. I'm just saying that Jack Kirby was a tiny, tiny man. Yeah. <laughs> like a tiny dude. 5'2". And so I very much like the idea of Jack Kirby as Wolverine, but that's me. Um I I will say I don't think this is the kind of thing that could ever be done again. Um, no, it's kind of a one simply, and done. Well, and, you know, it's after a certain point, you know, even, even Saul and Flo feel kind of tacked onto this. Like, the only people we really know who have projected a ton of personality to even be able to do something like this are Stan and Jack. Like these other two, I mean, Flo is more invisible in this story than Sue Storm in the early days. Like, yeah, she is a non-entity. Um, you know, the, the funny and, thing is like, uh, I completely understand why they chose to go with the fantastic four. It's, it's how, uh, Jack and, uh, Stan, essentially save the company but you're right, right um it doesn't it doesn't fit what should have fit is if jack and stan were charles and uh eric and they kept getting staffers like killed erased removed forgotten about and it's just <laughs> decades of them hating each other and, and like throwing pawns at each other it's just like here have another fucking writer you prick <laughs> yeah yeah that would have that would have been quality but uh yeah, I I feel like, um, you know, there has not been, there hasn't really been a ton of creators that you could even attempt with this with. Well, uh, I, I, I want to, I want to actually consider that for a minute and just see how horrible it can go. Uh, like, what if you rewrote a parody of Dark Knight Returns with Frank Miller as batman so frank miller dresses up as a bat and runs around 80s gotham trying to fight crime schlossed that off as fucking ass and just saying horrible things well or or just like or even just it's frank miller just as himself but like bursting into offices at comic at comic companies and it's just like what if Magneto raped Scarlet Witch? <laughs> right out. What the fuck was that, Fred? Jesus goddamn Christ. Yeah. Um, and then he pops back in and he's just like, let me tell you about Muslims. Um, <laughs> but no, the... Uh, yeah, I don't... I feel like there aren't a lot of... There aren't a lot of creators that most, maybe now with Twitter to a certain extent. Yeah. Um, you could maybe do something with like Gail Simone just randomly telling people that Ray is better than something or whatever. <laughs> uh, but like, generally speaking, there's not nearly the. Uh, 
the cult of personality that there was with Stan Lee back in the early days. And well, like one, one way this could have worked like as a, a reboot uh, would have been during the uh, just before the image days when you had the uh, uh, the all star roster at Marvel. You could have done a, a, an ironic version of that, like as X-Men or something, because Rob Liefeld, just a tiny dicked cable running around hitting his head on things there it is there it is see see it writes itself like most rob liefeld stuff no one needs to write it (laughs) (laughs) just let it out into the world my my favorite i i watched that thing about uh that thing about chris claremont's x-men and they had a little bit with rob liefeld um and I absolutely loved that Louise Simonson was talking about how when he came on to New Mutants, like Bob Harris brought him on to New Mutants and she's just like, OK, whatever. Uh, and so Rob Liefeld was just like, I just want big, bombastic, like action packed issues. And so she wrote him big, bombastic, action-packed issues. And then it's just like she gets back this artwork where either he's completely changed shit for no apparent reason. Or it's just a bunch of characters, like, posing and looking at costumes and shit. And she's just like, how how is this in any way what you said you wanted? Right. Um, and, and, like, like I, I, I am doubly offended for that because uh, she... Her work is what I grew up on in the uh, the nineties. Like her, uh, her and her team that worked on uh, all the Superman books, they defined comic books for me. And so, for mm-hmm. for her beautiful uh, scripts from that time to essentially get turned into confetti by uh, some blue jean wearing dumb fuck, I I I, I, I am pissed. You know I. My my view of Rob Liefeld has been really all over the place because for a long time I hated him. Yeah, I hate his artwork, and I hated him for making me look at his artwork. Uh, but then, like, I reached a point where I kind of pitied him a little bit. Yeah, not I mean, like he's. Obviously, like, Rob Liefeld has found more success than I ever will at anything. Fine, whatever. Like, this isn't... But, but like, from an artistic standpoint, I feel bad for Rob Liefeld because every other person, um, even the thickest motherfuckers in the comics industry, uh, their art has grown somewhat but rob liefeld is literally still doing the exact same shit and i started to feel bad for him because this was a guy who had found unprecedented fame early on uh and never had to grow yeah and i found that really sad and then i encountered his bullshit on twitter and i'm just like i'm back to hating you yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thank All that you for self-reflection that. just vanishes when he opens his mouth and you go, oh, oh, okay. You're not just some nice guy who kind of bumblefucked your way into this. You're kind of a complete douchebag. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. 
Meanwhile, yeah, you've got Gail Simone being uh, uh, absolutely perfect and picking the most wonderfully random fights with people about how, like, you know, who has hollower bones, angel or a flock of seagulls? <laughs> Stuff Cyclops that matters. Has heat vision. Gambit is a narc. Yeah. Oh, he uh, is. <laughs> microwaving tea is the British way of doing it. <laughs> yeah. No, I, you know. Oh, uh, glorious. Yeah. But anyway, this whole thing, like I said, I think, I think, I think it's the kind of thing that if, for a casual reader, it would be much harder to, because, you know, when I was growing up, um, when I was growing up, I had like Chris Claremont injecting him and his creative team into books randomly. Yeah. But they, even that didn't really click for me the way some like Stanley and Jack Kirby showing up and stuff did because Chris Claremont was not as much he was a a faceless person behind a typewriter. I did not know enough about him as a human being. To be able to look at that and go and extrapolate anything about who he was. Stan Lee, I knew who Stan Lee's persona was, at least, you know, well, and and I'm not going to, you know, that's that's one thing that makes this uh, issue absolutely insufferable is the conceit that of all people in all of Marvel that Stan would be, of course, fucking of course, he would be Mr. Fantastic. Yeah. Only for the name. And, like, start building shit like Mr. Fantastic. <laughs> like, the cosmic rays made him a super genius, too. I mean, obviously. It's just like, Stan. Stan. <laughs> yeah, and Jack has to draw this shit. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing fucking changes. <laughs> yeah. Um. I don't know. I, this issue... I really just... It was so... I'm on record as being anti-putting the creators in the comics just because it's it's too fourth-wall-y, breaky, like, cutesy for me. Like, it's always so fucking too cute by half. And Mm. um, when they do it in Daredevil or uh, they've done it a couple of times in Thor, I want to say, and definitely in Doctor Strange, too... And every time I see, and in Fantastic Four, and anytime I see it show up, I'm just like, guys, I don't, you're not here. Like, you, you, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I only think it really worked in Animal Man. And that's because it wasn't just like a joke or something. It was an, an integral part to the philosophy of the book. Right, right, yeah, right. I did like Warren Ellis in Powers, but he wasn't writing that issue. That yeah. was Brian Michael Bendis putting him in there. <sighs> and that uh, book's that book's fucking all over the place anyway. Yeah, yeah. So, whatever. Yeah. Um, not a great issue. Like, I mean, I think it says something that we've mostly talked about other shit. I mean, right. it's well, a it's a subpar Fantastic Four issue. Like, yeah, even it, if our it, regular it's, it's characters a... were here, 
it would be very like, eh, all right, okay. Right. At least then we'd have the characters that we're familiar with, and they might have something happen. You never know. Yeah. Right. This this is complete. Like from the very moment you open it, it's not interesting. It's just ha. It's the joke that's on the cover, and then yeah. it goes for forty six pages. Ah, kill me. Yeah. Well, and even even Fantastic Four at its worst, there are at least three strong personalities. You know, yeah. early Fantastic Four, Sue is just kind of there. Uh, but in this, in this, there are no, the only actual personalities in this are Stan and Jack, and Saul and Flo are just kind of like, "Hi, I'm here too." I burst into, whereas like Johnny, at least it's like there's interplay between the personalities, but Saul is just like, I mean, he could be a cardboard. It could have literally been like, hey, it's Stan and Jack as Thing and Mr. Fantastic and two cardboard cutouts of the Invisible Woman oh, no. and the Human Torch. Just keep doing it more and more. So it's, it's Stan and Jack as Mr. Fantastic and the Thing. And Stan and Jack as the Invisible Woman and uh, 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 the the Flaming Torch, whatever the Human Torch, and it's Stan and Jack as Mister or the the Mole Man and Galactus, and it's Stan and Jack as the Silver Surfer and fucking you know like yeah no just everything is Stan and Jack so like half the cast on the the page and have a big splash near the end where it's just every single character they ever came up with and half of them have mustaches. And the other half have stogies. <laughs> like an episode of Futurama that's like really <laughs> Billy West heavy. Yeah, yeah. Um, Roll I with like it, that yeah. idea because it it allows either of them, depending on, to uh, to like really work their shit out for like yeah. 30 pages. <laughs> right, just, just instead of punching walls, punch theoretical... And Stan, Stanley. If this had been that, like yeah. I could have gotten on board. Like this is Jack after he came back to Marvel. Right. Like if he were just rage, rage writing about like what a prick Stanley is, I could have at least gotten on board with that. Yeah, that would have been fantastic. This is so. This is so like such idealized bullshit. Where it's just like. I'm Stanley, ah, true believer, and yeah. like Jack's just like, whatever. I don't fucking. I don't I, I, I'm not Who an cares? angry mess. Don't worry <laughs> right? about it. <laughs> I, I I wish this book had more attitude because I I would have loved that instead of doing this. What they got Jack to do when he came back was like, what if J-, and like the tr- the title would be this, and it's like super fucking sarcastic and acidic. It would be, what if Jack Kirby got to write a Superman book, you assholes? And it's just <laughs> it's just like a, a, a legally safe Superman book written by Jack Kirby, published by Marvel. Just this that is what be. I wanted to do, but you wouldn't fucking let me. They kept cha- they kept changing my fucking heads. <laughs> Jimmy Olsen, you cunts. Um, Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I really don't. The S people reveal is so shitty. Um, It's not even the good scrolls that like, you know, you can get milk out of. 
Well, I mean, we don't we don't know. Like, girls have teats, right? Oh yeah, yeah. But I want to I want to see like I want to see this comeback around of like Jack and Stan are eating a burger and suddenly like it turns on them and gives exposition about this whole secret conspiracy against them. There's so much that could have been done. And I feel like this was written by someone who was terrified they were going to get fired if Jack didn't like what they turned in. Hmm. I don't know. Now all I can imagine is that the uh, the wedding of Hulkling and Wiccan will involve milking. and As is tradition. Is that what happens at gay weddings? I've never been invited to one. Yes, obviously. Um, Jesus, that's half the fucking thing. That that's of the four hours that is mandatory, that is three. <laughs> Just like <laughs> And then the t shirt cannons. <laughs> okay. So let's see. We've talked about Rob Liefeld. We've talked about Hulkling getting milked. Uh, we've talked about Skrull Burgers. We've talked about <laughs> that's Frank a good T-shirt idea. Obscenities about Muslims. Yeah. Uh, what haven't we covered? <laughs> the comic. most of the issue. <laughs> yeah. But again, like there's, there's just there. not enough here. Yeah. Yeah. This is so like. It's so milk toast. It yeah, it's really safe and like at, for as stupid as it is, it's also very safe, which is really yeah. fucking disappointing. Yeah. So. Yeah. Oh well. <laughs> Another um, one bites the dust. Yeah. Uh, we'll join us next time when we'll be talking about what if Rick Jones had become the Hulk. And if that sounds at all interesting, I promise you'll be disappointed. Bye. 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 Bye.